106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Well, the FBI raided my beautiful house in Mar-a-Lago. You know about it. You heard about it, and it's a disgrace. And they even went inside my safe, and uh, there was nothing in there. It was empty. It looked like a cat scan of Sleepy Joe's brain. It was empty. Nothing there except a big, beautiful note. Let's go, Brandon. And you see what it says. We're coming back better and stronger than ever. You know, the FBI never touched Crooked Hillary's house. 33,000 emails. Where the hell did they go? Nobody does. They never touched Eric Swalwell. I call him his flatulence. Farton Eric Swalwell. He slept with Fang Fang. And they're not interested in Hunter Biden, the laptop from hell. Hunter Biden, where he did crack and uh, nasty things with hookers when you talk about it. But they didn't want to talk about that. The FBI is a corrupt disgusting joke, and we're going to put a stop to all of it, believe me. Madam Speaker, I want to begin this evening by thanking my Democrat colleagues for their outstanding work in encouraging millions of Americans to celebrate their Second Amendment rights by purchasing their first, second, or even 100th firearm. From the left's riots in cities across America, to Biden's threats to strip away our basic constitutional rights, Democrats are single-handedly responsible for the sale of tens of millions of firearms. Bravo. Well done. And I hear that the interest has begun to peak when it comes to the sale of F-15s. Now, I have some questions for these freedom haters. When are you going to call? on the chief executive, the basement dweller, to hold his own son accountable for his gun crimes. Hunter Biden lied on a federal firearms application, which is punishable by up to 10 years and a $250,000 fine, of which 10% will not be going to the big guy. Rules for thee, but not for my crackhead, Parmesan-smoking, gun criminal son. Of course, Bobby's parents can't understand why he can't hold a job. In school, he was always on the honor roll. Well, what they don't understand, of course, is that in today's schools, everyone is on the honor roll. Everyone is on the honor roll because in order to be on the honor roll, all you really need to do is to maintain a body temperature somewhere roughly in the 90s. But we shouldn't be worrying about how he's doing at school because, you know, come summertime, he'll be off to camp. Yes, he'll be off to camp, but not to swim and hike and play softball. No, 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 no. Today's child will be sent away to lose weight. He'll be sent to fat camp or violin camp or ceramics camp or computer camp or leadership camp, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> leadership camp. Isn't that where Hitler went? <laughs> People say I'm too outspoken. It's true. I have the right to remain silent. I just don't have the ability. I'm just being me, John Kennedy. Folks, I will never completely fit in. For all those Washington insider elite bedwetters, 
whose feelings I hurt. Here's some free advice. Go buy yourself an emotional support pony because I'm not going to shut up. And one more thing. Always be yourself unless you suck. Amen to this. Culturally, most of the African communities actually believe by tradition, by their, their cultural standards, that abortion is a direct attack on human life. So I'm sorry. So for anybody to be able to convince any woman in Africa that abortion is actually a good thing and can be a good thing, you first of all have to tell her that what her parents and her grandparents and her ancestors thought her were, is actually wrong. You're going to have to tell her that they have always been wrong in their thinking. And that, madam, is colonization. Hostages Radio. This is episode 198 to show up on January 14, 2023. It's the second show of our year. So here we go again. I don't know how many years we've been at this, but uh, you're in on it if you're listening today. So you can reach me at 530-713-1838. That's a left coast number, 530-713-1838. Uh, I'll, I do take calls on that number, or you can just text me, or you can email me at my name, which is Lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. Nohostagesradio.com is our website where we stash previous podcasts and articles that I've written. So um, we're also doing a live show. This show pops up on Saturdays each week, one one a week. And we also do a live show on KMYC, 1410 AM. Most of you that listen probably are too far away to listen clearly or listen at all. That's a local FAM. There's a FM 94.3, but they don't have a lot of uh, distance power. And so you can go on live365.com, L-I-V-E, then the number 365.com, and then just go click on or maybe you don't even have to click on radio, but you just go in and put in the call letters for the radio station, which is KMYC. And we're on from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Again, left coast time. It's a live show. If you ever want to listen, uh, have at it. There are some common threads or themes in each week between the podcast and the live show, but there also uh, are some differences because... There's the live show comes three days after we record the uh, podcast. So have at it. Let's see. I think that's uh, the main the main items that I wanted to cover to just as an intro. Uh, so again, uh, Lou at nohostagesradio.com. So uh, some people, the reason I bring that up, some people like to ask me a question or they bring up things that maybe I don't know about or they think I... Uh, they want to make sure I know about, 
or they just want to communicate with me about something, something. So have at it. I do check that multiple times a week. It's a it's a, a Facebook site, a, sorry, a, an email site uh, that I reserve just for this type of communication, the media communication. So uh, we're still in the resolution time of the year. I think January is time to think over your life and think over our lives. And uh, one fellow I saw somewhere made the comment, which I just thought, this is incredible. What a good comment. He said, why don't we make a resolution that we uh, preserve the republic? And I'm, I'm uh, you know, there's a lot of good things we can do. Start over, lose weight, get healthy, be kinder, reach out, be more generous with people, uh, help people get back on their feet. You know, just all the things we can focus on, make make the best of every day, don't waste any time. All those kinds of things are all good resolutions, right? But one resolution we may take for granted is that the Republic will always be here for us. And I don't believe that's true. I don't believe the founders believe that was true. In fact, I think as soon as they established the Republic— they uh, they quantified it or qualified it by saying, if you can keep it. And I don't think we really understood it because I think so many of the uh, generations of uh, the 1900s, for instance, um, have just assumed that it would always be there and people wouldn't trifle with it or tamper with it. And that we would have basic, uh, it may, some presidents and some representatives may not do what we hope for but it would still be basically what we what we thought of as america that is no no longer the truth and the only reason it's standing out is it's gotten so bad so i would suggest to you that it might be uh something that you could entertain like what could i do in 2023 to ensure that the republic is there not for myself. I don't really care for myself. I don't have too many years left here anyway. I'm really thinking about people that are connected me, that connected to me that are a lot younger. And they don't know what's going on uh, because they're really young. And they're just getting started in life. And they're hoping uh, that things are going to be good for them, just like they have right now. Because adults are making, good, making it good for them. So if we're going to preserve uh, the freedoms that uh, we know we we once possessed, uh, we need to do some things. So maybe that's uh, some of my friends have started going to the supervisors meetings and su- city council meetings, and some of them have been looking at the agendas and reading them over and making sure that things don't get passed that uh, at least without a complaint or or caution or don't do that. Others have uh, run for office. They've run for school board. They've run for city council. They've run for supervisors. Um, Others have uh, just simply got involved and started voting, or they they started getting more um, studious about what's going on, the decisions that are being made. And they've gone to protests, and they've gone to – they've signed petitions. So I want you to think about, uh, if you do that for me, Please, uh, what you could do this coming year to make a difference for the Republic. All of us that are listening to this show today are going to be gone in just a number of years. And so what we've done on this earth, I've gotten huge benefits from living in this country. 
uh, I've never, I never was under the illusion that it was a perfect country. Uh, I never was under the illusion that my parents were perfect. I wasn't under the illusion that I was perfect, but I was uh, definitely under the uh, persuasion that the United States of America was the best country on earth, not because I lived here, but because I'd, I'd traveled and studied and experienced uh, countries around the world, and I'd watched people from all over the world of various flavors uh, and colors that came here saying, uh, this is unbelievable here. You should see it back where I came from. And so I don't, I've, I've, uh, have, I think I have as good or better understanding of many, many places in the world than most people have had a chance to travel. And so I've come to the conclusion that the United States is a free country compared to the others. Uh, does it need to be more free? Was it more free back when our forefathers that started this country, the Constitution, etc., Declaration of Independence, do we have as much freedom as they had? No. Can we get it back? Well, we need to work at it. I don't know whether we're going to be successful or not, but uh, a friend said to me the other day, and I wholeheartedly agreed with him, it said, we just need to do what's right. And if we don't prevail, then we don't prevail, but we need to do what's right. So I just want to leave that with you uh, to think it over. And maybe if you're a praying person, there's I'm a praying person at one time in my life. I didn't know there was a God, so I didn't pray. I just kind of thought about things and didn't ask any help. But now I'm a praying person, and, and uh, I'm encouraging you, whatever persuasion you are, whether you're just a thinker and it all starts and ends with you, that's that's good enough for me for this show. And if you're a praying person, I think you, we need supernatural help to pull this off. So uh, thank you for listening, and thank you for uh, listening, whether you listen once in a while or every day or every, every week. Uh, I'm happy either way. I'm just trying to have an influence here. Mainly I'm trying to have an influence for those that follow behind me. The, particularly the little ones that are, are innocent, they're naive, they don't know a lot about a lot, and they're just trying, they're just hoping that uh, life is good for them. And uh, I'm going to do the best I can to uh, push it that way. Um, so thank you for taking the time. I know there's thousands and thousands of podcasts. I don't pre even pretend to have one of the better podcasts. It's just something that my friends talked me into doing this to uh, stand up for uh, what I believe and share uh, my perspectives because they said, Lou, people need to hear your perspective. So uh, I was just uh, getting a blog from Kevin Kiley, who's our new congressional representatives to the House of Representatives in the United States of America in Washington, D.C. Kevin Kiley, this is the first time he's ever been in Congress, and um, he does not represent where I live, but I live in a county that is split between two representatives. And, and uh, unfortunately, I'm in the other part of the county that has Doug LaMalfa, Kevin Kiley, who is the f fellow that I would prefer to live in his uh, portion. Uh, he's the one that I really worked hard for to get elected. And uh, so Kevin made it, and, and he says, Sanity Returns. That's the title of his blog. And he said, my rival in Congress is not going to make Gavin Newsom's life easier, quite the contrary. When someone sent me his inaugural address last Friday, at first I thought it was a parody. Newsom called, called California the true freedom state, in quotes. 
offering a litany of unhinged attacks on red state politicians. Delusional doesn't even begin to describe what I read. As he took an, as he took an oath, uh, he will uh, immediately ignore, which I think most politicians do. Newsom was riding high off a historic three-peat. In 2022, California led the nation in one-way U-Haul rentals, just like in 2021 and just like in 2020. He says, I will continue to do everything I can to expose uh, Governor Newsom's failures using all the new tools I have at my disposal to hold him accountable. Our movement for sanity in California will continue to grow. Meanwhile, a semblance of sanity has already returned to the U.S. Capitol. Last night, the House passed a rule to end proxy voting. Proxy voting, folks, is where you can be on the golf course and you can vote from the golf course. Some members of Congress are upset that they can no longer uh, just be anywhere in the, in the globe they want and still vote. In other words, your vote's going to count. you got to be in the seat. We also voted to repeal Joe Biden's army of 87,000 new IRS agents. Now, that's interesting to me because I don't make uh, much money, and both of my returns have been uh, uh, audited. Or checked a double checked, and I've had go arounds with. Uh, they've been pleasant, but it's just been uh, a dis- difference of opinion uh, or come craziness on both of my state taxes and federal taxes. So maybe somebody turned me in and thought I was stealing from somebody or something, stealing from the government. So anyway, we had these eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents that was going to be uh, coming to our door, and now the House of Representatives voted to defund that. And Kylie says, today we also established a committee on the weaponization of the federal government to investigate how agencies, I talked about this last week, it may have been on my radio show, how agencies have illegally monitored and targeted American citizens. Finally, we created a select committee to counter threats from the Chinese government, Chinese Communist Party. You'd think this would be an uncontroversial select committee. Even Pelosi supported the legislation. However, 65 far left. I want you to think about this because I did. I've been thinking about it. When they organized this select committee to look at all the ways that the Chinese Communist Party has influenced and been involved on our shores, try to do that over there and see how long you last. Even Chris Ray, the head of the FBI, is concerned supposedly about all the Chinese activity on our com- on our college campuses. But 65 far left members of the Democrat Party voted against that committee. I want you to give that some thought. So I mentioned uh, when the bout or the fight for speaker started that I felt that uh, for some reason I got a notion that uh, Kevin Kiley was supporting Kevin McCarthy. Now, he may have been. I don't know his heart about that. And But what I do know, what I came to find out, is that the new members, the freshmen, that come into the uh, the House of Representatives, like himself, don't get sworn in until after the new speaker is brought to bear. 
So I may have jumped the gun, and uh, however, he may have been a McCarthy supporter all along. I'm interested to find that out. And it was disappointing to me, assuming that he had voted for Kevin McCarthy because the 20 holdouts uh, did not have Kylie's name in them. But if Kylie wasn't sworn in yet, then he wouldn't have been a part of the House of Representatives, correct? Correct. So uh, I'm, I'm still learning about that. The bottom line is, Kevin McCarthy, now Speaker of the House, is a member of the swamp from way back. And if it wasn't for the 20 members of the House that opposed him and offered all kinds of alternatives, uh, he would have pretty much uh, not done anything. He's kind of a Mitch McConnell. It's interesting. Uh, We've got McConnell, McCarthy, and McDaniel, all the mucks. McCarthy, McConnell, and McDaniel. Ronna McDaniel is a daughter, the daughter of uh, Mitt Romney and is head of the Republican National Committee, which is horrible. She needs to go. And another lady named Harmeet Dillon uh, out here from California needs to replace her. She's a real Republican. She's a real conservative. So there's a lot of changes that need to be made. And I'm telling you, none of those changes would have been made in how the uh, Congress or the House of Representatives is going to be managed if it wasn't for 20 people. And maybe down to the past or the final two, three or four that stood up and, and, and people hated them for it. They, there was gnashing of teeth. If you remember that phrase from the Bible, there was gnashing of teeth and there were people wanting to fight. It's interesting that historians reminded us during that troubled time here this last week that fights had broken out many times on the uh, House and Senate floor back in the days when things when people weren't prostitutes for big big pharma or prostitutes for big corporations or prostitutes for some lobbying group and just uh, voted somebody else's wishes rather than the people of the United States of America. The, the sad thing is that the Republican, the conservative base of the Republican Party is truly conservative, and they do not want Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy and Rona McDaniel to run the conservative bent of this country. We've been... We've been uh, We've had a home invasion. We've been overtaken by liberals uh, in this part of the uh, in this segment of the United States of America. So, uh, okay, let's move on here. We got a couple minutes left, and um, let me just mention a couple people that uh, I want you to spend some money with. You know, your money is your free speech, and if you have some money that you need to spend in a certain way. I'm encouraging you to spend it over here because they're good people, they're honest people, and we want to keep them in business. Uh, YS Junk Angel is Ira and Gina Burroughs. They are fighting the city and the uh, fire department of San Francisco because Ira was told if he wouldn't uh, commit suicide by taking the mRNA jab, he had to lose his job. So he's no longer a firefighter. (coughs) So in the meantime, they are running a junk removal and cleanup operation called YS Junk Angel. You can reach them, text or dial at 530-329-3113, 329-3113. Also, 
a great guy. I just was talking to his sister on the phone before I came on the air. But it's Israel Garcia, Izzy Garcia. He runs Little Billy's Excavator and Backhoe Service. You're not going to meet a nicer guy. In fact, he's such a nice guy that he spent four years in active duty Marines uh, defending this country and uh, seeing a lot of uh, uh, military activity in the Middle East. So uh, he's back here uh, as a patriot. And if you want somebody... Uh, really good to do your backhoe and excavator service. You can dial or text him at 306010. That's a 530 area code, 306010. He lives in Yuba County, but he's willing to travel through Northern California. And uh, okay, I'm going to uh, call it a first time. For you that, that are just listening, this is our first segment. We do uh, five more segments, six in all, with some clips in between. So we're happy you're... you're uh, hanging around with us and we'll do our best to to uh, give you some information we hope it will equip you to be a better citizen and patriot so uh be right back We're going to lose our democracy if we don't accept election results. If you accept election results, we're going to lose our democracy. We're going to lose our democracy if you decorate for Christmas before Thanksgiving. We're going to lose our democracy if we allow free speech on Twitter. If Trump gets on Twitter, we're going to lose our democracy. We're going to lose our democracy if you don't protest against authority. If you protest against authority, we're going to lose our democracy. We're going to lose our democracy if you don't change your profile pic to what everyone else is changing their profile pic to. We're going to lose our democracy if we use paper ballots in elections. If you don't trust the mainstream media, we're going to lose our democracy. We're going to lose our democracy if you wear the color salmon. If you say salmon instead of salmon, we're going to lose our democracy. We're going to lose our democracy if we don't keep giving Ukraine money. We're going to lose our democracy if we keep eating as many Brussels sprouts as we are as a nation. We're going to lose our democracy if you don't know to put the toilet paper over instead of under on the roll when you're using the toilet paper. We're going to lose our democracy if you think Biden is old or if you think he smells people's hair too much. We're going to lose our democracy if you say caramel instead of caramel. We're going to lose our democracy if we don't take guns away from everyone. We're going to lose our democracy if we don't keep buying oil from countries that hate us. We're going to lose our democracy if you wear shorts in the middle of winter. I've been watching some of Dr. John Campbell's videos recently. You probably know the gentleman I'm talking about. He's been on YouTube for some while following the uh, COVID situation and the vaccines and stuff, commenting on studies and asking questions. I understand that he's a retired nurse teacher and an A&E nurse. He knows his stuff. Anyway, uh, he's just put out a video recently and I've put the link in the description. You'll be fascinated on this one because he's been looking at a study from Cleveland in Ohio. And it says that in amongst 50,000 employees, the more vaccines that were given, the more chances that those people were getting infections. 
of COVID-19, which does seem a little odd, if you ask me. The more vaccines they were giving, the more chances of infections they were getting. It's well worth having a look. There's a chart that he put up. It's in my thumbnail, uh, which shows exactly how that works. It does seem a bit weird. Now, if this is true, as John Campbell does explain himself, he's sure that other medical um, professionals will be very fascinated to see if they can replicate this or look at the data themselves across the world, because this could be um, a and a massive thing about whether we continue giving people a vaccination, particularly that one for this disease. Um, he goes on, he's got some information here about, um, and I'll just paraphrase it because I recommend you looking at his papers himself. If uh, you have one dose of the vaccine compared to people who are not vaccinated at all, you are in fact 1.7 times, just over one and a half times more likely to be in, able to have an infection of the COVID virus, which does seem a bit strange. Mind you, of course, they used to say, well, you need two doses, don't you, to get the ballpark going. However, if you have those two doses, according to this study, you are more likely to just over two and a half times. It's 2.63, in fact, is the figure. Just over two and a half times more likely to be infected than if you weren't vaccinated at all, which is a bit odd. But it gets worse, apparently, because if you then follow that up with the booster, which is what everybody's being recommended, um, it's three times more likely to be infected which is a little strange. And then if you have another one, as of course they're encouraging us to have loads of these boosters, if you have four injections of the vaccine, you are just under four times more likely to get the infection. On May 4th, 1970, Hundreds of students were protesting the Vietnam War at Kent State University. The National Guard tried to disperse the crowd, but were met with resistance. Things escalated, and four students were shot and killed. This was rightfully memorialized as an overreach of power, but things have since changed in America. On January 6th, 2021, during perhaps the biggest peaceful protest of American history, the FBI instigated violence. Things escalated and four people died, including Ashley Babbitt, an unarmed Air Force veteran who was executed for climbing through a window. There were no rock anthems composed to memorialize her death. Instead, her killer was celebrated on TV. The almighty self-righteous liberal now celebrates tyranny. And after pretending that violent mobs burning down cities for an entire summer is peaceful, they pretend that the American patriots at the Capitol on January 6th are terrorists. And they pretend that the violent masked group Antifa does not exist. Antifa has been used regularly to silence, intimidate, and violently attack peaceful protesters, including women, children, and the elderly. And because the police have proven to be nothing but tyrants, allowing all this to happen, a group of patriotic Americans known as the Proud Boys did the right thing 
and attempted to protect and defend their fellow man from a criminal government, including Army veteran Joe Biggs. People always ask, why do we come? Um, my question is, why don't more people come here? Um, there's a lot of bad shit that's been going on. It's been 100 plus days of violence and riots, uh, assaulting police officers, killing people, executing people. Um, we don't like seeing that, you know? Uh, I want everyone to learn how to get along. And, and like today, as much as I do not like Antifa, I don't want any of those guys to get hurt. Um, I want everyone to be able to go home. I disagree with them, but we should be able to disagree and keep our hands to ourselves. Because the police have done nothing while innocent lives have been taken by government proxy groups, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, the Proud Boys stood up to exercise our God-given right under natural law, self-defense. And because the brainwashed masses have fallen into complete submission to the corrupt system, a new precedent is now being set that will forever change this country, strip us of our First Amendment, and further enslave us all. Joe Biggs, along with four other members of the Proud Boys, are now being tried for sedition and face up to 20 years in prison. Court reporter Alicia Powell was there to witness the lead prosecutor accusing the defense of being racist, and nearly every potential jury member has rallied for Black Lives Matter and supports Antifa. A former CIA operative has also been qualified for the jury. These political prisoners have been rotting in an American gulag for a year. Some are being starved and drugged, and our so-called leadership does absolutely nothing. The trial is set for next week. The current state of justice in America is a complete abomination, a system comprised of criminals and whores. May God bless America, because we need a miracle. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Segment two. Uh, let me mention uh, my friends over at All Power Services, uh, Jose, Lupe, Josh, and Will. Josh and Will started this business a couple of years ago, All Power Services, taking all the broken equipment of Yuba Sutter counties and putting it back on the road or on the water or in someone's hands or going down the road in a big rig. They just fix anything that's got power hooked to it. So uh, you can give them a, a shout-out at by texting or calling at 530-844-0347, 844-0347, or you can email them at allpower1469 at gmail.com. They're located in South Yuba City at 1469 Stewart Road. That's just west off highway 99 very easy very fast to get to easy they're easy to work with they just take your broken stuff and give it back to you fixed isn't that nice i like that i i break stuff all the time stuff wears out everywhere i'm involved whether i'm driving or sitting in my house stuff breaks and then i have to fix it 
So that's just life on the planet, is it not? Stuff just breaks, and you have to give it a little tune-up. Well, I've been highlighting each week just some, uh, not all, unfortunately, the all, all the tragedies uh, from the uh, poisonous jab, but some because you you may not look at all the news I do. People say, Lou, where do you get all your information? I say, well, I look a lot on the Internet uh, through publications. I get publications. I get some things in the mail. I get some things uh, periodical. Some things are weekly. Uh, other things, I read it as it comes across the Internet. And, uh, you know, some people say, oh, the Internet, anything, you know, it's all baloney on the Internet. No, really, the most baloney is actually in newspapers and on the electronic media. That's where the baloney is. It's almost all lies. And on the Internet, you have to discern what the truth is. But, uh, hey, you, we've always had to do that. Even if it was back in the 16, 1700s when they were trying to print out some leaflets, you had to figure out who was telling the truth. So uh, I'm giving you some highlights here. A Las Vegas high school student collapsed and died while playing flag football. How many of these stories have you seen uh, before COVID, before the COVID jab? 16-year-old students, healthy students that are allowed. You know, when I used to play sports as a student in high school, and maybe even a grammar school student, we had to actually go see a doctor and have a physical, a basic physical, to clear to play sports. So I'm assuming that a lot of these students are actually cleared by a doctor to play sports, but then they got the jab. So Ashari Hughes, a female, sophomore at Desert Oasis High School, was playing in a home game against Valley High School when she collapsed at 7.30 at night. The student was rushed to the hospital, was pronounced dead. Uh, they called it suffering a medical emergency during an athletic event. That's about as euphemistic as you could call it. So um, anyway, just like Dr. Liu, our, our uh, fraud health officer, they call they, she claims to be a doctor, but she's really a, it's like a Nazi stormtrooper just doing what they're told. Uh, she tells you that, that to do things that are going to kill you and not do things that will actually save you. That's how scary this woman is. So they set up a GoFundMe page, which I commented. I don't know what I did that on the radio on this show last week. They, uh, the Hughes family, are, the people are not wanting the Hughes family to pay for their own burial. So they're going to pay. People are going to raise money. They raised 24000 You think 24000 will take the pain away? They're going for $50,000 for this beautiful young woman. She called football the love of her life. She loved uh, she loved people, and she was loved by many. 16-year-old uh, was three days after she, the 16-year-old's th death was just three days after Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest and collapsed on Monday night football. Well... She didn't survive. How many, what do you think the statistics are for a teenager to die of a heart attack? How about this? Rising MMA star Victoria Lee dies at 18. I'm sorry. I guess she's quite a phenom or was. Uh, Victoria Lee, one of the brightest new stars in mixed martial arts. That's what MMA stands for. Has died at 18 years of age, according to her sister. 
and there's not much information about her uh, besides being born and raised in Hawaii. Uh, and being her name is Lee, that could be any kind of flavor, but she's Asian. Very small girl, but I guess she was quite a phenom and had won some fights, MMA fights. And her sisters are fighters. But she's gone at 18 years of age. So we have a 16-year-old football player, female, from Las Vegas, and we have an 18-year-old MMA fighter, female, from um, Hawaii. Both died just suddenly, tip-top shape, checked over, physicals, all, the, and then boom, they die. Think about that, people. Then we have, I just saw this, I watched this on video, said cameras cut away as reporter suffers apparent medical emergency. This lady, when your brain stops working, I've talked to people who have watched their loved ones have a stroke, and all of a sudden their speech stops and, or they stop processing clearly, and they are, they're not as able to utter complete sentences. Well, if you watch Jessica Robb, who is a beautiful young woman up in Canada, she was doing a report. She's outdoors, and they're talking to her from the studio, and she's talking along, and then all of a sudden she just starts talking a little bit of nonsense, just chunks of sentences, not full sentences. And uh, so they, they actually, you know, obviously they didn't keep her on the air, but they pulled away from her. And, uh, but she has tweeted, and again, everybody takes down their tweets because she took, every time she got a jab or the booster or all that, she bragged about how she took the jab and the booster, but now she's got a problem and now she's kind of disappeared. Isn't that how it goes? So on and on and on it goes. And uh, I ran into uh, a guy. I don't know why I ran into it. Maybe they sell email lists or something. But uh, it's called the COVID blog. And I don't believe I've ever read this guy. Any oh, let me let me do this before I get to the COVID blob. Here's another one. Air Force football player Hunter Brown dead at 21. Um, so we have Air Force football player Hunter Brown. Do you think Air Force would have had a, done a physical on Hunter Brown? I think so. Football player Hunter Brown suffered a medical emergency on his way to class Monday and died. He was 21. He, a sophomore center for the Falcons from Lake Charles, Louis, Charles Louisiana, was on his way to class from his dorm when he collapsed. Emergency personnel attended life-saving measures. They weren't successful. Uh, let's see. He was standout offensive lineman. Uh, let's see if anything else you might be interested in. Uh, great kid, wonderful son, has two parents, loved everybody loved him, person of integrity. But he just up and died. You ever seen so many athletes die in your life? And they're just hiding this. They're not publicizing it very much. You don't see it on mainstream media crying you don't see it like when when uh, our doctor fong lu kept saying oh we're, we lost two more at the hospital they were 145 and they had lots of other problems that they died of covid <laughs> you don't see her crying over any of this don't see her crying over any of that so um so this is interesting uh this guy that he calls himself the covid blog.com the 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 covidblog.com you might look it up i think it's going to be something i'm going to start reading he's got some great information here so he talks about a doctor wilson chin 
This is a uh, licensed, full-practicing medical physician uh, specializing in all kinds of different things like pediatrics and all that. So uh, Dr. Wilson uh, was a big pro-vaxxer, and uh, there was controversy. He, You know how they kept um, changing who could legally be vaccinated, and finally they got down, they got permission from the federal government the CDC to vaccinate kids like from eight to 11, as low as eight to 11. And so uh, anyway, this guy uh, was not trained in Australia, but he ended up practicing Dr. Wilson Chin. He's Asian. Um, He was trained in, in uh, Hong Kong, Hong Kong born British trained uh, general practitioner at Med Centers Pacific Pines in the Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia. Young guy. Uh, this guy's uh, fresh doctor, skinny. Uh, I would guess him not more than 40. Said he, uh, Anyway, there's an advertisement here for him. Shows, shows a beautiful picture of him smiling. Tells what his philosophy is about being a doctor. And... Uh, but he uh, got got in some controversy because he gave two uh, girls, uh, both 12 years of age, on January 17th of last year, uh, he gave two girls the jab. And they immediately, not later, not an hour later, they immediately suffered convulsions right in front of their frightened, distraught mothers. Dr. Chen told uh, the news people, reporter Mackenzie Colahan, that the girls were absolutely fine and that the incidents had nothing to do with the injections, despite the convulsions happening to both girls, separate girls, not, not of the same family, despite happening within minutes of the girls getting the shots. The parents... Uh, never did speak to the mainstream media. Now, you you wonder about that, don't you? The media is being controlled, people. Twitter was being controlled up until recently. Facebook's being controlled. Google's being controlled. All uh, what's uh, YouTube is being controlled. Did I say Facebook? All of them. All of them are being controlled. Okay? A viral Facebook post alleged that the girls died at the clinic. But nobody's really been able to prove where they died or if they died. They've just disappeared. So uh, here's something interesting. Australia, you might think Australians are like Americans. They just speak a little different. They really aren't. The countries run very differently. And they had a lot of violence and restrictions and arrests during COVID. And they have put a lot of restrictions on their doctors. So uh, the Australian Health Practitioner Regulatory Agency and their uh, uh, accompanying boards issued a very stern, threatening joint statement directed to healthcare workers like Dr. Shin. Chin. Any promotion of anti-vaccination statements or health advice which contradicts the best available scientific evidence or seeks to undermine the national immunization campaign, da-da-da-da, may be in breach of the codes of conduct and subject to investigation possible. In other words, you could lose your job, right? It goes on to threaten them, threaten them, threaten them. Uh, 
So the article said there's no way of knowing for sure what happened to the two girls. If the girls did die, it was not in Dr. Chen's best interest to even admit that. This whole situation could well be a Tiffany Dover-like case where government mainstream media and the other medical industrial complex covered up all the facts. So, so that's just one little thing. But, oh, did I tell you I didn't mention that Dr. Chen now has died? Dr. Chen uh, played the victim. He cried on mainstream media, just like uh, Dr. Liu over here that we have. About what? Not about the girl's death or struggles, but about somebody was threatening him or harassing him once the story got out. Well, why wouldn't people harass doctors once the story got out of if people are collapsing after they take the funky jab? So now we find out that Dr. Chen has died. And remember, I guessed he was about uh, 40. I was he, he actually was only 34. Uh he died on Christmas Eve, just a few days ago. The cause of death was, was medically re- related, not mental health related. In other words, he didn't shoot himself or poison himself. He didn't end his own life. Something happened in his body. But obviously, he was a big shot fanatic, right? Uh, the explanation here is Dr. Shen died suddenly and unexpectedly, just like the 16-year-old and just like the other one did, the last two girls, the 18-year-old MMA fighter and the 16-year-old football fanatic, the two females, they died suddenly and unexpectedly, like the football player that was playing for the Air Force died walking to school. Do you think he'd be walking to school from his dorm if he wasn't feeling well? No. Millions of others have died from post-injection heart attacks, cardiac arrest, stroke, and ruptured brain aneurysm brought on by blood clots. But we're not going to see this. So then we hear about Erica Gonzalez. She's an ABC USA news producer. Drop dead. Erica Gonzalez. And then we have... uh, CNN reporter Drew Griffin died suddenly on December 17th. Network claims he died from a long battle of cancer, but that story does not all add up. And then I mentioned Dax Tahera, an ABC News producer based in Washington, D.C., died suddenly from a heart attack on December 23. Erica Gonzalez died on December 21. She was working out of the ABC 10 News, San Diego. And it appears to be a textbook post-injection sudden death. Meanwhile, ABC Incorporated, a Disney subsidiary, filed a confidential stipulated proposed order on December 13th in the Wall W8 HL versus ABC wrongful termination case in United in uh, Los Angeles Superior Court. This has to do also with COVID. He didn't want to take the jab, so he got fired. So now there's cases going on like that. Uh, James and Timothy Wall, both father father and son, were fired from their special effects jobs on the soap opera General Hospital because they wouldn't take the jab and they wanted an exemption and they said. We don't do ex- we don't do no exemptions. You're out of here. 
So uh, let me give you some more information here that I think is just fascinating. Uh, I don't know whether this COVID blog guy is Australian. He has a lot of Australian news. So he says, we reported on November 15th. This is amazing. Do you remember how Bill Gates and then Albert Bourla, who's the head of Pfizer, have talked about needing to reduce the population of the world, and they want to reduce it. There's like, let's just say there's 7.5 billion, okay? They want to reduce it to 500 million. That means to reduce, they want to eliminate the 7 billion. So Albert Borla said they wanted to cut it in half by two, by this year or next year, or by the next by the twenty fifth, two thousand twenty five. So he said they're already they're already on mark to do that. Now how are they doing it? One is they're eliminating births, and one is one is they're ex- ex- uh, accelerating deaths. They're short. They're they're stopping births and accelerating deaths. So uh, these are some Australian numbers that are amazing. Australia had 18,186 births in November in one month in 2021. That was the single lowest month total since November in 1981. Australia had only 6,659 births in December of 2021. It went down from... 18,000 in November to 6,600 in December, a 71% decrease from the year before. 71% decrease in births from the year before. December 2021 births were at least 11,000 fewer than any other month since 1975, the furthest back that they even kept data. The most recent mortality rate uh, from... The ABS, Australia Bureau of Statistics, are even more alarming. Australia had 144,650 deaths from January 2022 to September 2022, nine months. 144,650, hold that number. The average for many, 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 many years is 124,664. That's 20,000 more deaths. In just nine months. We'll be right back. We got, uh, we're going to do our third segment here in a second. Okay, hang on. I spy, okay? I spy special counsel John Durham because they spy. They spied on my campaign and they got caught, okay? They were caught like Bill and Monica Lewinsky, when you think about it. They were caught in embarrassing, spectacular fashion. Caught like Jeffrey Tubin on a Zoom call. You know about it. Fake news, CNN, a lot of perverts there. And now Jeff Zucker and Jeffrey Tubin, they're gone. They were caught red-handed, Like Rosie O'Donnell, after she's been through the cookie jar, hands redder than the world has ever seen, they were caught so bad, and now because of special counsel, John Durham, because they spied, it's time to arrest 
Crooked Hillary for treason. Believe me, that's what's got to happen. We've got to do it. Arrest Hillary for treason. Believe me. What do you think about this? I'm going to redo this video because they keep they keep taking my original one down. That is Trump and Epstein. Yep, but that is not at the Petto Island. That's at the Mar-a-Lago, the club that Trump owns, which was also the only club in Palm Beach that allowed blacks and Jews, and that was only because Trump refused to follow that ordinance. He actually sued the city of Palm Beach for being racist against blacks and Jews. Trump later banned Epstein from the club because he found out Epstein made passes at the 14-year-old daughter of another member. And in 2002, he publicly outed Epstein as a pedophile. This was long before Epstein was investigated or even charged. In 2005, all of Epstein's contacts were subpoenaed except Trump because he came forward willingly. So to all you misinformed dummies, stop using the sick going on to push your Trump hating agenda. It's pathetic and mindless. Stop being sheep that sees pictures and makes up your own story to him. Bro. Well, Trey Gowdy would know something about clown shows. That's probably how a lot of us would categorize the Benghazi hearings that resulted in people screaming at each other in a big report, but no real accountability. Uh, I remember the Trey Gowdy who went on your network as a congressman and said that he'd reviewed what had gone on with the FBI and the Department of Justice and that they had done nothing wrong and that actually the American people would be happy of what they were looking at with President Trump. We now, of course, know that to be false, and even Trey Gowdy has expressed regret about that. So I don't exactly take uh, a lot of armchair quarterbacking from uh, someone who during his time in Congress wasn't among the fighters. What a week, huh? I'm sure things here in D.C. looked pretty messy from home, but I'm a mom of four boys, so chaos and dysfunction have been a part of my life for quite some time. Oh, 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 I, I was just Actually, this was the most productive and functioning assembly of the House of Representatives I've seen since I've been here. You can say that again. We are changing the way business is done in D.C. because we stood strong and held our ground. We will now have the opportunity to vote on term limits. Because we stood strong, we will vote on border security. Because we stood strong, we won't be forced to vote on thousand-page bills in the dead of night without having time to read them. Well... We're waiting. I go home on Monday, and uh, she'll be there. She's there a lot. That's what I sort of noticed. She'll want to hang out. That's another thing. You got to hang out with your wife when you're married. You got to give her attention. If you don't give her attention, she's going to seek that attention from someone else. And I've been thinking about it. That'd be great if someone else could chip in. <laughs> Very time consuming. Hey, the gates of heaven must be open. I think it's all angels just walk by. I heard a blind man screaming, say, Now there goes a sight for my soul eyes. There goes a sight for my soul eyes. Okay, so we're talking about the Australian Bureau of Statistics, talking about people not being born and people dying way more than normal. Australia's population was about 25.7 million in 2021. Not, not a lot of people live on that big old island or continent, I guess you'd call it. We know excess deaths are way up and births are way down, yet the Aussie government is claiming that Australia's population grew. Isn't this something? They're just liars. All these people in government are liars.
Okay. So there, this is talking about births and deaths. It's not necessarily talking about immigration. So we could refill these countries with some immigration, right? All the countries. So I'm just telling you that a lot of people are dying and the government does not want to talk about it. It doesn't matter what government that is. They don't seem to want to talk about it or give any statistics out until finally somebody leaks it out. Then they start covering their rears, rear end. This is the other interesting thing that I appreciate about, again, about young people in sports. I hate to see him drop dead. But a former Virginia Tech women's soccer team member, you remember all the teams that were kneeling a year or so ago, a year or two ago? Professional teams, college teams, the national women's soccer team, all these people, right? So a former Virginia Tech woman who played on the soccer team uh, said she would not bow, take a knee in support of Black Lives Matter. And her coach, she claimed, her coach then benched her. Her name is Kirsten Henning, H-E-N-I-N-G. And um, so she filed suit against the school and her coach, Charles Chugger Adair, whom she sued on First Amendment grounds, according to news sources. The student attorney, the two students attorney, now she's no longer a student, Cameron Norris, noted that the settlement does not include any admission of wrongdoing by the school or the coach. Early in December, the U.S. District Judge gave the midfielder the okay to sue the school and coach after Henning said the coach benched her for refusing to join in the team's kneeling in 2020 as a unity statement in support of BLM. Henning claimed she was targeted for harassment because she would not take a knee during the national anthem. She said she was no bench sitter, having played the third most minutes of the team in 2019 and the most minutes in 2020 during her junior year. Also, Henning was a starter for 18 of the school's 19 games in 2019. She also pointed out that she was considered such a solid player that the coaching staff selected her to speak to the media ahead of the recent season. She also refused to have the victims' names of supposed victims of police violence put on her jersey. The the court gave her $100,000. Thank you, Jesus. So way to go, court. $100,000 settlement. Uh she tried to communicate her concerns and explain uh, her view of all this. But, of course, nobody. You see, there's no free speech, folks. That's what all this is about. You do not have. They have the right to take a knee, maybe, in some situations. But you don't have to have. You don't have the right to not take a knee. And there's been uh, there's also been NBA players maybe just like her, one out of the whole team that has refused to take the knee and uh, in in opposition to the police 
or law or the uh, military in our country. So um, thank God for her. And I'm sure it wasn't pleasant. You, you, you know, looking at these things, hindsight, we, you don't even know the trauma, the difficulty, the, the nasty grams, all the stuff that you face, the pressure, the attacking, you know, and now you're there. You're the, the bad person attacking the school when it was really the coach's fault. It was bad coaching. They got him into that, and uh, we'll see whether he, Mr. Adair, um, let's see. Tellingly, Adair, the coach, did not mention the fact that Henning received a hundred grand to make the case go away. The omission of the settlement spurred Henning's attorney to scoff at the coach's proclamation of innocence. What a jerk. Attorney Adam Mortara also noted the school's innocence caused them to pay Henning the equivalent of several years of her tuition. Three-day trial was set to begin this month, but was canceled as Henning and her attorney worked out a deal with the school. Do you think they're going to make people uh, get down on their knees for BLM in the future? I don't think so. She also, she added that the coach Adair made her the topic of a rant during September 12th game because she would not kneel during the anthem. She also alleged that Adair launched a campaign of abuse against her and that the harassment got so bad she quit the team on September 20. You know something, folks? Uh, We've lost our minds in this country and young women like Miss Henning is going to help us get back on track. Wanted to mention uh, before we go on to the next topic here that uh, I want to thank uh, Yanelli Garcia at Peach at uh, North Valley Paralegal, uh, who has just moved, and I think I got the address wrong at the last show here. I put I said it was two hundred two Civic Center Boulevard, Yuba City. She moved off Sutter Street. And uh, she's going to be temporarily located here before she buys a building. But on Civic Center Boulevard, it's kind of an important street in Yuba City because it has the sheriff's department there. It has the courthouse there of Sutter County, and it has the Yuba City City Council chambers there. So if you go to 1110 Civic Center Boulevard, park your car, and then look for Suite 202A. That will be North Valley Paralegal for until we tell you different. It's going to be months before they, we're going to see whether she can get a good deal on her own building. North Valley Paralegal, she, they're the paralegal that attorneys actually send their clients to, particularly when they're going to retire. They say, oh, why don't you send them to another attorney that you like? Well, they sent him to Yanelli Garcia because she's a good person. She's honest. She does good legal work. You know, do you think that attorneys make mistakes? Yes, they do all the time. She does good legal work. She has high respect for the courts. And so if you need somebody to help you with the legal work, maybe you need to make a a will or a trust or you need to do an adoption or you need to uh, respond to some neighbor that's got his bean up his nose. North Valley Paralegal, Yanelli Garcia can help you. The phone number, and I think the phones are hooked up now over there. It's a landline at 530-751-9289. 
651-641-7519. If for some reason it's not hooked up yet, her cell number is 530-673-4500, 673-4500. I'm sure she would prefer the landline be used first. And I think it's probably working, but the last time we talked about it, it wasn't. It was They were waiting for hookups and Internet hookups and all that kind of stuff. It's tough. It's complicated nowadays when you move, isn't it? So remember, a North Valley Paralegal is no longer on Sutter Street. They're over at 1110 Civic Center Boulevard. Very easy to get to, right off Highway 20. And when you get out of your car, look for 202A. Uh, the senator... Of the state of California representing our area, Jim Nielsen. That's his office where he used to be, if everybody, anybody knows, and did business with Jim. Also, uh, Alan's Auto Body, real quick, Alan's Auto Body, he's down on Sutter Street at Tea Garden in Sutter. It used to be just down from where North Valley Paralegal was. He's got a bright yellow building, Tea Garden in Sutter. And if your car, or motorcycle or anything like that got in a fight or just needs a new paint job or needs repaired or needs some items repaired on it maybe there's something got goofed up on the body uh, i've had them replace all kinds of things on my car broken fouled up seat belts and headlights that needed the whole you know to where they got frosted over and needed new lenses on them the hoods replaced they can do a good job kevin and kelly clark give them a shot Allen's Auto Body, the, the landline is 530-671-1057. It's 671-1057. They will treat you just like you're part of the family when you go over there, and they'll take care of you right. Every time I just drive away smiling over there. All right. Um, so let me get down here to... So I was talking about different people that have had uh, terrible things happen to them because of the shot. Damar Hamblin had taken the shot, even though he's a Christian boy. Sounds like he took the jab. I have some friends of mine that took the jab, and they've had real, really big problems. Some have died. Some have had brain uh, blood clots in the brain, had an aneurysm, and uh, had a mild stroke, spotted Made, created a spot in one of their eyes problems so we we have damar hamlin which everybody he every, the whole world got to the whole world that watches monday night football got to see him go down but another athlete that that uh plays for old dominion university basketball player emo essien imo emo he suffered a similar fall as damar hamlin during the game just like Damar, and under the same mysterious circumstances as Mr. Hamlin. Reports indicate that Essien, after falling to the ground for no apparent reason, had to be tended to by training staff from both ODU and Georgia Southern. According to the report, Essien did not appear to lose consciousness during the episode and was eventually helped to walk off the court. Hamlin, meanwhile, had to be rushed by emergency personnel to a local hospital following his collapse. Uh, people watched in shock. Why would they watch in shock? If an 85-year-old spectator had an episode, do you think they'd watch in shock? 
No, they wouldn't. We're watching in shock because it's not normal, people. Can somebody wake up and say it's not normal people out there? It's not normal people. Old Dominion released a report statement, said he was evaluated by the athletic training staff along with GA Southern medical staff. He was responsive throughout, was able to sit with his team for the duration of the game and travel back with the team. He's in good spirits, da-da-da. You can probably find the clip on, on YouTube if you want to watch a young, healthy, the despicable sight of young, healthy athletes collapsing because they allowed people, they, they were forced in many cases, like many people, could not go back to college, could not play in sports until they took the jab. Essien is clearly clutching his chest while on the ground which suggests that his fall, like Hamlin's, was cardiac-related. I, I hope I live to see the day when people in this country from the highest uh, ranks down through the medical system are held totally accountable for forcing the jab and ruining, literally ruining. We're not talking about, oh, causing your hair to fall out. Uh, we're talking about people that have lives either been terminated or damaged completely for the rest of their life. It's the end. I have friends of mine that are damaged. I talk to them every couple of weeks. I run into them. Let's see. interesting here this guy says uh, this guy writes almost nobody seems to believe that Essien's fall was some kind of random coincidence seeing as how it is just one in a long line of other recent falls and collapses mid-game that you that never never I, I, I played sports for uh, four years and watched a lot of games when I was in high school, other people playing, and I never saw anybody collapse with a health problem, never. I saw hundreds and hundreds of athletes playing ball, healthy young people. This never happened before COVID vaccines, people. Wake up, please. Wake up, wake up, wake up. From 2021 to present, 1,101 Athletes died from cardiac arrest, explained one commentator, pointing to this article from Good Sciencing that maintains an up-to-date tally of our athlete cardiac arrests or cardiac events of various types. Okay, from January 2021 to present. Now, I don't know whether this is present like when I'm talking right now, but probably not. 1,101 athletes. Over a prior 38 years, from 1966, when I was in high school, to 2004, it says 1,101 athletes under the age of 35 died due to various heart conditions. The same number of athletes died in the last two years as compared to the last 38 years. That's, that's the point I'm making. 
I'm not making a, the point that no one ever died that was young because I mentioned before when I was a chaplain, we had a couple very young boys that played Pop Warner football. And I think one Pop Warner and one high school, and they both died of Marfan syndrome. It's a, it's a problem they were born with, a problem with the heart lining, and they died. But the same number of athletes, it took 38 years for the same number of athletes to die as have died since January 2021. But just from, in this case, it's just from heart stuff. We had people dying from all kinds of stuff right before. Baby got hit in the head too hard. So I've told you several uh, that should get your attention. Uh, but listen, it's happening in every country of the world that took the jab, including doctors. By the way, in Canada, I think there were almost seven doctors in one province that died in a two-week period. Once you think about that, and they're just—they're burying all these people they're, for a lot of reasons. Some families that were all uh, all jacked up and talking trash about how everybody needed to take it, take the jab, and should take it, and you were a terrorist if you didn't take it. Now their loved ones have died. And they, they're embarrassed, right? They're eating humble pie is what they're eating. And they're feeling terrible that they believed a lie. And what would, what would you be thinking about your, uh, your own country that's lying to you, your own doctors who are lying to you? My friend who has brain fog now because he had a slight stroke and he's got a, a dark spot in his eye my doctor who did my eyes worked on my lenses said that the reason he has that black dot in his eye is because of the stroke. He got the stroke because his own personal physician in Yuba Sutter area encouraged him to go get the jab. And he right away had a stroke. It's unbelievable people. It's just unbelievable. Yet, yet we have supervisors. We are still endorsing the jabs for all kinds of people, even youngsters in this, in these two counties, our supervisors are, why do I say the supervisors are because their employees are doing that. Is anyone in, in the ranks of the supervisors of Yuba and Sutter County is going to take any responsibility for anything, anything, any responsibility for anything. For lying, for deceiving, for taking money, for profiting from COVID, from, from supporting a doctor on YouTube, standing behind her and endorsing her that actually caused people to die, have strokes, uh, lose their jobs. No, you're not going to take it because you don't have any kind of credibility. We'll be right back. We got a half a show to do yet. She was handed a position back in 1994 
A tender-hearted woman, though, some people called her more. She saw an opportunity with the biggest name in town. Oh, please, she cried, please take me in, Speaker Willie Brown. Take me in, oh, Mr. Speaker, take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, oh, Mr. Speaker, sighed Kamala the snake. Now, if we judged her by her talent, her career would be a flop. But thanks to Mayor Willie, she slept her way to the top. Like all snakes do, they lay so low, waiting for their prey. So she jumped for Montel Williams right before she won D.A. Take me in, oh, Montel Williams. Take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, oh, Montel Williams, sighed Kamala the snake. Biden thought she'd help him, but now he's scrapping his defense. He found out she is toxic and that this could be his end. Oh, shut up, Sleepy Joe, said Kamala with a grin. The whole world knew I was a snake before you brought me in. Primetime's broken open the biggest scandal since Watergate. Bigger than Benghazi, bigger than Obamagate even, bigger than the Fauci funding the Chinese lab that killed thousands of Americans. Nope, we didn't catch Hillary killing anybody. Hunter's still a free man, and we were working on finding Minnie's backpack. But we're on to something big here, and it affects all of you. It's the food pyramid, which turns out is a pyramid scheme. Big food has been buying off scientists to study some of their unhealthiest products and recommend them as a crucial part of a healthy diet. So now we have a brand new food pyramid where frosted mini wheats are healthier than grilled chicken. I swear. Primetime decided to dig into this little study today, and it was done by researchers at Tufts University, a safety school, and paid for by Fauci's cabal over at the NIH, the so-called National Institute of Health, ne. It claims that foods we thought were healthy, like meat and eggs, are terrible for us and recommends replacing them with junk food manufactured by America's largest food conglomerates. See where this is going? According to these new recommendations, we should moderate our consumption of eggs, cheese, ground beef and rice and replace them with foods that are more profitable for the food industry, like frosted mini wheats, cocoa puffs, chocolate covered almonds and Peppermint lattes. What about clean, healthy proteins like chicken, beef, and shrimp? Well, they want us to cut back on that. Cocoa puffs are just as healthier than lean protein. Now the government won't tell you this, but most of these junky foods they're pushing also just happen to qualify for food stamps. And you can't buy healthy food with food stamps, but you can buy as many chocolate-covered almonds as you want. And so the guys over at General Mills and Kellogg's hear this, and they know their money for studies at Tufts and grants to Dr. Fauci have paid off. So did they put these scientists up to it? And what about the NIH? Did they sign off on this? Did Fauci? They won't comment. Tufts won't comment. NIH won't comment. Rich companies are paying for fake science so they can get richer and you can get fatter and the government is on it. And it's working nearly everywhere. Every school, hospital, prison cafeteria, they all get the same stuff and the same guidance. And it's not going to end here. Soon, we're all going to be eating frosted mini-wheats for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What could go wrong? Nina Techholtz is a science journalist and author of The Big Fat Surprise. Are you shocked by this? Yes. I, I mean, I think anybody can recognize that Frosted mini wheats and chocolate covered almonds are not healthy. And the fact that this new food pyramid, as you call it, um, you know, there were more than 70 cereals 
named by brand from Kellogg's General Mills Post, I mean, really tells you that that is you know, a sign of an industry-fueled study. Um, but, you know, it's not just that particular study. On a study that I co-authored where we looked at the conflicts of interest on the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee, the experts that review the science for our nation's top nutrition policy, we found that 95% of that the committee had a tie with the food or pharmaceutical industry. And over half of those members had more than 30 such ties. One member had 152 ties. And the most common ties were with General Mills and Kellogg's. Again, you see those names again. So these big food conglomerates are stacking the deck inside the government, and they're paying for grants to study these unhealthy foods that then they say are healthy, and then they get recommended, and that's how these people make money. I think, you know, one indication of this is why do in our dietary guidelines do they still recommend six servings of grains every day including <laughs> three servings of refined grains what is the argument behind keeping refined grains as recommended every day plus 10 percent of our calories is sugar why do we still have a recommendation like that you have to wonder about some of the intentions and motivations and interests that have gone into our guidelines so we're told that sugar and processed foods are healthy and everybody gets rich, and we have to buy bigger-sized pants. And meanwhile, our kids, you know, they're at lunch. They're getting orange juice for breakfast. These are all meals, school meals that are, you know, that are driven by the dietary guideline policy. Orange juice for breakfast, which is like liquid sugar, followed by Cheetos, Doritos, Fritos, and Munchies, PepsiCo products for lunch. I mean, we are setting up our children for failure. I know a guy. I'm not going to say who he is, but he works in the juice industry. And he said there's no juice in that juice. He even said, you know, when you get the pulp, it says with pulp. That's not pulp. It's something else. We got to go. We could talk all hour about this. We got to go. This is better than lean protein. That's the government. One of the most disheartening things uh, for me during the last couple of years has been watching how the medical profession in our area, which I spent almost 30 years working closely with the medical profession as a chaplain and as a uh, director of a trauma intervention program where we help people going through some of the toughest experiences in their lives, to watch the medical profession depart from truth and begin just putting out political doctrine as somehow medical truth and uh, disparaging people that had the right and should have the freedom and the right to decline a shot or decline masks or decline social distancing. And uh, it's really been a sad thing along with, along with the health department of Yuba Sutter County spending nearly all their time on COVID nonsense, the common cold and the fraud that it was. Did you know that the COVID system, the COVID uh, had been wep weaponized, the virus had been weaponized by our own people, Anthony Fauci and Ralph Barrick from Chapel Hill University of North Carolina.
and others. But those two were chief among them, and they'd actually filed patents for the weaponization, and they'd actually uh, worked on virus uh, responses years before the advent of the uh, COVID crisis here that they created. It was manufactured, the entire thing, the, the drug, the virus, the drugs, and the response was all manufactured to destroy the country and make big pharma billions of dollars, which they all, all got kickbacks on. This isn't something I read in a, uh, a book of conspiracy theories. This is all documented, and there are people suing and are going to bring charges against these folks. You think, oh, they'll never get away with it. That may be true. In other words, they may never press, get away with pressing charges because that happens in our area where judges or law enforcement will not take things seriously and will let things go. But along during, uh, also a collateral damage to the health department being wholly focused on COVID, which didn't need to happen, they ignored sexually transmitted infections or what we used to call diseases, STDs, now they call them STIs, and they ignored the incredible out-of-hand use of fentanyl and opi- other opiates. They ignored it. We're too busy for it. We're too busy to track down STDs. People can die from STIs or STDs. People die every day from fentanyl. They ignored it. Supervisors didn't do a thing about it. Supervisors were too stupid on both sides of the river to stand up and uh, would not deal with the doctor. They treat her as if she's an employee of the state of California instead of an employee of ours. So they ignore their responsibilities, even though Dr. Cassidy, former health officer, said that the health officer can be sued and the supervisors can be sued. So in in the health department of both county, they the health departments get millions of dollars a year to fight drug abuse, and they are spending it on what we call white collar welfare people that aren't doing anything to stop it. They just paper pushers. So Dr. Cassidy, former health officer for Yuba County, who now works with addicts and other patients at Peachtree Health, he and I have. Been, began putting out our cell numbers to folks in our community to say, listen, call us up and we will get you help. Whatever you're addicted to, whether it's from tobacco on up to fentanyl, anything in between, we will help you get your life back. We, we're not going to be able to do the work for you, but we will help you. And we, the way Dr. Cassidy, Dr. Joe Cassidy and I have sorted this out is for everybody that wants to begin this path, go to Peachtree Health or call them and get an appointment with Dr. Cassidy at 530-749-3242. Very simple, 749-3242. Anybody can dial that. Getting through is a problem. So you may have a problem getting through. You may end up on one of these auto attendants and, you know, dial zero for sign language, dial three for tongues, dial four for Farsi, dial five for... To speak Navajo, dial six for Mexican, right? And finally, you just get fed up. Most people, you know, 
people have varying levels of patience. Addicts don't have great patience. They're not well. They're unhealthy. If you have problems, here's Dr. Cassidy's cell number. Please, if you use it out of frustration, just text it once during the day and leave your name, your phone number, and just say need help with addiction. Okay, I'm going to give you the number right now. 530-682-8648. 682-8648. Got it? I want to give you one more number that you can call and I will talk to you or I will text you whatever your pleasure any time of the night or day. You can blow up my phone. You can do whatever you want. Don't care. Right? I want to get you some help and I've seen too many people that have really been at death's door now have a great life because we got them the help they needed. You can make a comeback. You can have a do-over. My number is 530-713-1838. 713-1838. I've been in the business of helping people start over for 40 or 50 years. Dr. Cassie's been doing his medical work for about 30 years or so. We got it going on. So don't just be out there uh circling the drain folks don't be circling the drain you don't have to do that we can we can get you the help you need okay all right uh let me mention thrifty rooter if you got plumbing problems you know there's water running everywhere (laughs) i'm telling you flooding everywhere hope you don't have any flooding in your house but thrifty rooter can if you got stuff your pipes aren't working right or some of your facilities aren't working right thriftyrooter.net thrifty rooter can help you and they will come quick they got lots of vans they got lots of big rigs they got big rigs that can pump out the septic uh, the, the septic tanks they can do a lot of things quick to bring relief and then they can get into the fixing the problem so uh, they're nice people they're honorable people they're good people they've been here for many many years over four decades serving this area they're not going anywhere unless they just sell out or retire They've been here for the long haul, and you can reach them on a landline at 530-673-8201, 673-8201. And their dispatchers are waiting to, like, fix your problem and get you back having a good time over wherever you live. Okay? All right. So uh, let me just jump down here and... um, As you notice, the, uh, we have a change in the majority of the House of Representatives, and you may not be too aware of what that means because the public school systems now don't explain how anything means because they want you to be stupid, so you can't be active. You gotta, if to be active, you've got to know something. That's why we do the show today. We just give you information that you can start to learn and start to... Uh, Maybe just uh, inspire you to try something different, do something different, make a difference if you don't like the way things are going. So so we during the Biden administration, we all had these things called sanctuary states and sanctuary cities where illegal aliens, people that have violated the law by coming into this country. We're not talking about people that want amnesty or people that want uh, asylum because they're going to get persecuted or killed in another country. They can come in through a procedural way, just come to the border and say, I'm applying for asylum. But people that run across the border, break in the border, 
are illegal aliens. They violated by that very act. They're violating the laws of the state of the United States of America. Same way if I when I go to Vietnam, if I don't get a visa and somehow I sneak into Vietnam from Cambodia, I am violating the law right there without hitting anybody, stealing from anybody. I'm violating the law. So now we have people that have violated the law in the way that I just described. Plus, they have violated uh, people's rights and they have uh, committed crimes in this country. So I want to give you an example of one. A, A previously deported illegal alien convicted of child abuse. I want you to think about that now. What you think about that? Child abuse in 2010. This is 2023. This is 2010. This guy was uh, convicted, not just found uh, accused. He was convicted. Now, 2023, he's been found living in a sanctuary state called New York. Last week, 46-year-old illegal alien Manuel Zumba Mejia of Ecuador was arrested in New York by Immigration Customs Enforcement, or called ICE, after having previously been deported from the U.S. in September 2011, after he was convicted of child abuse in February 2010. Nearly 14 years ago, Zumba Mejia was arrested and booked into Westchester County Jail for assaulting his newborn, listen people, newborn seven-week-old daughter, assaulting her. At that time, ICE agents placed a detainer on Zumba Mejia requesting to take over custody when he was released from local custody. That's after he did some time. After a year, About a year after his arrest, Zumba Mejia was convicted of reckless assault causing serious brain injury to the child. In other words, the child did not recover. He was subsequently sentenced to three years in prison for permanently damaging the brain of a seven-week-old girl. It's just incredible. After his sentence, he was deported from the U.S. to Ecuador in September 2011, but he returned to the sanctuary state of New York at an unknown date, likely via the southern border. Last April, Zumba Mejia was convicted again in Croton on Hudson Village Court for drunk driving and released back into the community with a $1,000 fine despite his status as a previously deported illegal alien convicted of child abuse. Permanently inflicting brain damage on this child. ICE agents tracked Zumba Mejia down and finally arrested him on January 5th. He remains in U.S. Marshal Service, da-da-da, awaiting trial for illegal reentry. Now, do you, do you hear what I just said? They're going to try him for illegal reentry. He does not just get deported because he doesn't belong here. That's what's wrong with this system. People that have come in here illegally need to be just removed. Maybe you're thinking, well, maybe they're going to try him for illegal and then make him serve some time, then remove him. Maybe they are, maybe they won't. I doubt it. That's why President Trump at one time was trying to get a change in the immigration status. So when people, when you catch people fresh coming across the border, you simply take them and transport them back to their country immediately. You don't give them any due process. You don't put them in court. You don't do anything. You just pack them up and get them out of here. I think it's a great idea. And we need to do something about it with the sanctuary state of of, uh, California. Now, 
One thing to pray for. You might think I'm crazy. I don't really care. We need to pray that people in the House of Representatives and these state legislatures that create these refugee cities, refuge cities for criminals from foreign countries will have their kids damaged and killed by them. When that happens, when Governor Newsom's children are damaged by an illegal alien, permanent brain damage like happened to this little girl, seven-week-old girl, when his kids are abducted, when his kids are raped, they may take a different stance on this refuge thing. But they, they they live in the houses that have guards. They live in houses that have walls around them. They have people that guard them, uh, different companies that guard them, that are weaponized. They have kids that are chauffeured to school. I'm telling you people that the, the elite wealthy of this country are creating this stupidity. And who's paying the price for that? It's, it's people like you and me. Average people are just trying to make it every day, and you're the ones facing those criminals. Those criminals are not taking down the big dogs in this country. They're taking down general people like you and me because no one really cares for you and me in that sense in the judicial system. They do care about the Gavin Newsom's of the world or the Nancy Pelosi's of the world. And that's, that's just the way it, it's, it's happening. It's just different. This is going to happen in our community right here because of Dr. Fong Lu's negligent work as the head health officer. Did you know that one of the state requirements of the, you know, that it's the state legislature that demanded that every county had a health officer? My, My choice is we'd get rid of a health officer, eliminate it altogether. Don't want her trying to tell me what to do or him. That would be my choice at this point. I'm totally done with health officers. They're, they're corrupt. They're political. They're not doctors. They're not real doctors. They're frauds. And so what we're going to do is end up with a problem here, just like they had a problem in New Jersey. What happened in New Jersey is kids came into the classroom, middle school kids, and the teacher started to have a health emergency. Frank Thompson, 57, an art teacher at Roosevelt Intermediate School, was found unconscious and unresponsive by a school resource officer in the second floor classroom after 9 a.m. on November 29th of this 2022. What do you suppose happened to Frank? He wasn't jerking off and went unconscious although some guys do jerk off in the classroom. That's what I've read, anyway. They arrest these perverts, right? Occasionally they'll arrest pedophiles, right? Remember the guy feeding semen to blindfolded students down at Miramontes Elementary School in L.A.? It took forever to prosecute him, but he got 25 years in prison, right? These guys are weird. Frank Thompson, 57, an art teacher, Before the officer arrived, students noticed Mr. Thompson was in distress and a school nurse was treating him. 
the officer noticed signs that Thompson was experiencing a drug overdose and administered naloxone hydrochloride, that's Narcan, which the uh, officer carries with him. The teacher then started showing signs of improvement. Well, shazam, shazam. Following the incident, investigators found fentanyl and other items of drug paraphernalia in the classroom closet. Now, I wonder, besides pornography, CRT material, and things of that nature, if we have drug paraphernalia in the classrooms of Yuba and Sutter County's schools. Authorities charged Thompson on Thursday with possession of a controlled substance, possession of drug paraphernalia, and endangering the welfare of children. Oh, really? We're going to actually get into endangering the children? The classroom was sealed off and sanitized while classes, can you imagine, sanitized? We got fentanyl where a grain is like a grain of salt will kill you. A couple of grains. The children were moved to other locations. At the same time, a former teacher was brought in to continue the lessons for the day. The district cannot comment on personnel matters. Well, of course, we would never consider you being concerned and let the public know what in the world you know, the teachers had the door locked and what they were doing while they were squirting their semen in the kids' mouths or shooting fentanyl. But the school assured the parents that they will maintain a continued focus on student and staff safety and on preserving the integrity of the classroom. What is integrity of the classroom? The attorney, the integrity of the classroom learning, but how much bullshit that's what I didn't say. How much bullshit are, are you parents going to put up with Dr. Ramon Gonzalez, just like our doctor that runs the uh, uh, Yuba County Office of Education hired a pervert to teach most high-risk kids. Ravellis, Dr. Ravellis and Dr. Ramon Gonzalez said in a statement. I could hear the same statement. We maintain a continue on the student staff safety. And on the student staff, sta- staff safety down here in Yuba County, these kids were having sex with the teachers. <laughs> I guess the te- kids went home thinking they got a A-plus today. We'll be right back. We got segment five coming up. Ah, no, you've been hurt. Sleepy Joe was going to build back better, okay, but Hunter got high. We're going to know about the laptop from Hell Forever because Hunter got high. Now our country's a complete disaster, and we all know why, and that's because Hunter got high. Hunter got high, okay, Hunter got high. Believe me, we should use the 25th Amendment because Hunter got high. We were going to be energy independent, and we were. Everybody does it, but Hunter got high. Now inflation is higher than Tracy Nancy's eyebrows, and we all know why. It's because Hunter got high. Hunter got high. Hunter got high, okay? Everything is going woke because Hunter got high. He got a free crack pipe and gave it a toke, and then Hunter got high. 
Now, Disney is grooming children, and we all know why everybody does. It's because Hunter got high. Hunter got high. Hunter got high. And it's a disgrace, believe me. This video is based on the work of Mark Passio from whatonearthishappening.com. Specifically, his recent video on de facto Satanism. Today's Hollywood pop culture machine will have you believe that Satanists wear robes and practice ritualistic blood sacrifices while worshiping Satan. And while there may be some truth to this, it is mostly propaganda meant to conceal the reality of what Satanism actually is. True Satanism is a mindset, and the Satan that is worshipped is within each and every one of us. It is most commonly known as our ego. The self is the true god of Satanism. The term Satanism is used to deceive religious people, to appear harmless to non-religious people, and also because it stems from the Hebrew word Shatan, which means adversary. Satan is the force of involution that opposes true spiritual evolution. It is the ego within us. Left to our own devices, the ego will try and convince us to think only of ourselves, which is exactly what Satanism is. And so, a de facto Satanist is a person who holds this mindset, but does not consider themselves to be a Satanist. Organized Satanism stands against this sort of enlightenment. They believe human psychology and the laws of nature should be kept occulted or hidden from the public and used to gain and retain power over the masses by keeping them ignorant as to how the mind and emotions work while using this knowledge to manipulate the masses and ultimately enslave them. This is primarily done by cultivating the Satanist mindset among the masses, thereby turning the ignorant and unaware into a de facto Satanist. As we think, so we become. This mindset can be broken down into four main tenets of Satanism. The first and most important is selfishness, egotism, or what many know as narcissism. Self-preservation is the highest law. Live only for your own selfish desires and only care about you and yours. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world, and if you must step on others to get what you want, then so be it. This is the basis of satanic thinking. The second tenet of the Satanist mindset is moral relativism. This is the belief that there is no objective difference between right behavior and wrong behavior. It is the belief that nobody is ever objectively right or wrong, and that it's up to each individual person to decide for themselves what is right and what is wrong. The third tenet of Satanism is social Darwinism. This is the belief that it is natural and good for human society to be ruled by the most aggressive and dominant humans among us, and that it is by virtue of their genetics that these vicious humans deserve to be in positions of power and lead humanity as they so choose. The fourth tenet of Satanism is eugenics or dysgenics. This is the ideal conclusion of the Satanist mindset. Since man is God and he gets to decide what is right and what is wrong, 
And since the natural order is for the most dominant genetics to have power, then the elite class ruling over us has every right to decide who is allowed to live and procreate and who must die. This is how all of society is conditioned to think. And this is how the high-level Satanists are leading all of humanity into slavery. Most of humanity is operating under this de facto satanic mindset, which is why it is called the great work to change it. The great work is the work of awakening the masses to the true nature of the ego mind, encouraging each and every individual to find the courage to face their own inner shadow and to practice natural law. Natural law is the respect of others. Put simply, it is love. If the majority of humanity is practicing love, then humanity will know freedom. But if the majority of humanity is practicing Satanism, then humanity will be enslaved. You can find much more of this information at whatonearthishappening.com. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Standing on the gallows with my head in the news. Any minute now I'm expecting on hell to break loose. People are crazy in times I scream. I'm locked in tight. I'm out of range. We'll jump to the end of this article. It says nearly 107,000 Americans died of a drug overdose in 2021, according to the CDC, if you believe anything these folks say over there anymore. Westfield Police Department noted that all of its police officers and school resource officers are equipped with Narcan and use it to treat suspected overdose victims 13 times in 2022. I know that this two counties have spent all kinds of time Meeting about COVID. Oh, my, 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 my. How we got worked up about COVID. Wore little masks. Washed our hands. Stage, don't hug anybody. Don't touch anybody. How many times did you meet regarding fentanyl in the last two years? Supervisors? I mean, you... You didn't even meet together because you couldn't die. We don't want a supervisor dying. The whole county would unravel if a supervisor died. We could only sit in our little bedrooms and whack off while we talk to each other on Zoom for our our uh, little supervisor's meeting so we could save our lives. How many times do we vote? We meet together to deal with the uh, people dropping dead over in Yuba County. The Yuba County deputies saved four folks in one 24-hour period. Did that, did that alarm anybody? Did that cause anybody to have an emergency meeting chaired by Dr. Lou? Come on, people. People are pretenders. You're frauds. Pretenders and frauds. You don't deserve to be in your positions and you're, rep, or you're raping the populace for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year sitting around, pushing paper, talking on the phone, drinking your little tea, having your little crumpets. Not serious people. The only ones that are going to hold you accountable is maybe Jesus at the end. Certainly nobody locally got the balls to do it. 
The supervisors in both counties left their nuts at the door. They checked them in at the door. Did you think it was odd that Rob Bonta, you know, they like to say his name, Bonta, Rob, or you could say Bonta, Rob Bonta, who's the attorney general. When I look at him, I just see of a, I just see kind of a snarky guy, an uneducated snarky guy. I do not see him as an attorney. Do you, Rob Bonta? What, what, what Bonta in the United States would release the records of all the concealed weapons packers in the state of California. So anybody know that they're packing and they have weapons in their house? Who would do that? Who would do that? Would a Republican ever do that to all the Democrats? Because when that guy did that, Rob Bonta, 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 go screw yourself, Bonta. What kind of person would do that? What kind of person? Will you please Democrats, liberals, libertarians? What kind of person would do that and put people's lives at risk? Even judges, even police officers, all packing. You just let that go by? No big deal. Did you vote for him the last time? Good for you. Now we have Biden administration with the January 6th committee. I guess they had all kinds of people that they were looking at all kinds of lists of people that were in and out of the chambers of the uh, congressional chambers, etc. you know. So they were they have all kinds of people's I.D. information that visited or were there for bu- official business or visited. And you know what? They released. The identification numbers, including Social Security numbers, etc., of millions of people, including the governor of the state of South Dakota, Governor Christy Noem, N-O-E-M, and put people at very high, if they call high security risk. All these people, you, you know, I've, I've had people ask me, oh, why do you need my Social Security number? Oh, I don't want to give them my Social Security number. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, right? And then the government just puts it out on the Internet. Really? You just put our Social Security, oh, yeah, it's confidential. Oh, yeah, all this is confidential. You know, when they take your, oh, well, this is confidential. Oh, yeah, well, well we don't let anybody, oh, you, nobody can look at your health files. Oh, that's HIPAA, you know, this, 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 until they decide, no, no, we change our mind. The logs contain nearly 2,000 Social Security numbers associated with visitors at the White House in December 2020. All kinds of people, well-known people, got thrown under the bus. Like the Texas governor, Greg Abbott. South Carolina governor, Henry McMaster. Former House and Urban Development guy, Ben Carson. All had their Social Security number, key numbers given out. Total incompetence, people. I'll tell you, anytime you deal with government, uh, you have every right to be very, very nervous, lack of competence, and suspiciousness when they want your numbers, even if they get you put in jail. And I've had my friend Randy Mitchell get put in jail because he didn't want to give up his ID information to this cop who pulled him over. He figured from for no reason. <laughs> 
Then we have Biden, who doesn't want to build a wall along the, the southern border. He wants to let people, if they cross, they cross. But he's building a massive fence around his Delaware beach house. Did you know he, he got a beach house? In spite of him and Obama believing that the tides are rising and going to flood out all the surrounding communities on the beaches because the rising tides, because the glaciers are melting, according to Al Gore. So they're building a wall around the Biden house. It's his favorite vacation spot. Do you know how much it's going to cost you and me? Because he's not paying, paying a nickel. $490,324 for purchase and installation of security fencing. And then recently the price went up 34 more thousand dollars, probably because they took too much time to start doing the work. It's going to take, it's going to take a year to put that fence up. They say, I think, oh, don't worry about fencing, huh? He said, I'm worried about people coming in my house. This is what I'm talking about. People, the Bidens and the Obamas and the Carries and all these people are worried about people coming in their house, but they're not worried about coming in your house. And we're paying for the fences on all these other folks. Do you know that Harry Truman, the president, Harry Truman, when he retired from office, he went home to Kansas to the home he'd always have, just a regular home, not a fancy home like these boys now, not a beach home, just his home in Kansas. And he had no security detail. He just became a citizen again. Did you know that? He just became a regular old citizen again. Does that, that surprise you? And now all these presidents running around, living to way longer than they should, President Carter is the oldest one. He and his wife both are living. And now you have the Clintons and you got the Bushes and you just have all these people. You even got Mrs. Reagan still living. And uh, they're all getting security details. Just ridiculous. And then you have all these high ranking people that get in security details. It's just un unbelievable the benefits that these people get. And you think that they don't treat you as different? The border is your home fence. If the border is secure, that gives you a lot of security. If the border is not secure, it does not give you any security. Even if you had a fence, it probably wouldn't do it. I get people coming up in my yard all the time, end up on my front porch all the time. Well, I want to mention a couple other people. Uh, a cat, the uh, Elite Universal Securities, security. Security services. I'm losing my mind. I'm trying to get my on my new computer. My it's hard to find my cursor sometimes. Elite Universal Security. There never has been a time in the history of America when we established police officers and all those people. Never before have we had to back them up in such a way with security systems. Man, we got all kinds of electronics. We got sonar. We got all kinds of stuff. We got porch stuff. We got crazy stuff. We got all kinds of stuff. Never have we been had so many arms and technology, and yet we got all these security companies. Why? Because we have a lawless society right now. 
And I just don't mean people that want to break in. I'm talking about the people who make the laws in this society has, have actually removed laws that, that made it a crime to come and steal your stuff, a serious crime. So they just come up and take your stuff. They come up and move in on your property. They don't care whether it's your property or not. There's no respect for private property anymore. That's one of the foundation stones of capitalism that you actually have property you can call your own and the government will back you up on it. Well, you may be able to call your property your own, but I saw people all the time say, somebody stole my truck last night. Anybody seen a truck like this driving around? Somebody stole my uh, boat last night. Somebody told my, all my uh, friend of mine just uh, go to church with, all his mechanic tools were just stole, stolen. He's a mobile mechanic. All kinds of stuff's getting stolen. So Elite Universal Security will help you keep your stuff, your stuff. You can call them and find out how that's going to happen at 530-749-0280-749-0280. And actually, if you're looking for work, some people are looking for work right now. They thought, man, I never in my life thought I thought I could retire and that the prices things are. Maybe I'd move out of this country, but maybe I could make it at these prices. But now prices are up 30%. Whoa. Maybe you need to pick up a 10 or 20 hour job just to fill in that gap. You know, well, if you want to, Elite Universal Security will put you to work. You may be listening from another county up here in California and Elite Universal Security may be working up there and you just never met them before. So if you give them a call and just say, hey, I'm over in Butte County or I'm up in Nevada County or I'm over here in Colusa County. You got any work over here? You may find yourself a job for 10 or 20 hours a week if that's all you wanted. So call them up at 530-749-0280, and they will help you. You can also check out, check out their website at EliteUniversalSecurity.com. They do a lot of other stuff, like they help get you permits to carry a gun confidentially, and they'll straighten all that stuff out, help you out. Also, I want to mention Greenitz Construction, Dave and Leslie Greenitz. <laughs> they've been traveling around seeing all they like these grandkids i noticed they've been out hugging these grandkids and smooching them and everything taking them going having fun and go, taking a nap with the grandkids but i noticed they showed up back in town and they're uh they're back working at it and they're hard workers they're very creative people they're good people sutter county yuba county was, were fortunate the day that these two teenagers showed up in town over 40 years ago they have benefited this county in so many ways, in the arts and in construction. And so Dave is a specialist at uh, kitchens and bath remodeling. And I'm telling you, it's going from bad, bad looking to really something incredible. In fact, people don't even, people become recluses when they have these this fancy things done to their kitchen and bath. They don't even want to leave the house anymore. They just, I'm going to hang out in the kitchen. You go get the groceries. I'm staying here in the kitchen watching the football game. Or I'm going to just hang out in the bathroom. So if you want the best, call com. You could go to com. Greenitz, that's green with E-T-Z on the end, construction.com. Or you could go to the Facebook site, which is just Dave Greenitz Construction. Or you could just you could dial them up if you if you just want to start off with a dial up or but on those websites and platforms, you can uh, check out the before and after and say, whoa, OK, I get it. I get what he's trying to say on the radio. I couldn't really understand him very well, but now I get it. Lots of cool pictures before and after and how they were able to make uh, 
small places better or awkward places better, refiguring the floor space. So you could, if you need to dial him up or text him, you can off 530-682-9602, 682-9602, or you could just shoot him a message off one of those platforms. Okay, let's get back to the action here so we can, uh, we got a few more minutes I think, yeah, in this segment, now we got 20 more minutes to finish up. Okay, let me get down here. and uh, So I was sitting, you know, during COVID, I was sitting in the doc, the dentist chair uh, getting my teeth cleaned. I go over there, and, and I've had the same dental hygienist for many years. She's a such a pleasure to see every once in a while. Uh, I get to drop in there and have her straighten me all out and, encouraged me to do better and um so we were talking about covid and she was telling me about the the that only one person out of all their employees i think over 20 employees were willing to take the jab and we were talking about things like that and so she was saying some of her clients have died after taking the jab in other words they took the jab they were healthy boom they died and so she said and i have my friends lou work over at uh, adventist health and they're having a lot of people come into Adventist Health that have shingles. And shingles has to do with a, you know difficulties in the immune system. When your immune system, it's a, it's a result of the herpes virus. And when your immune system gets compromised or gets a little weak or stressed, that's when herpes flares up, right? And shingles flares up. So what, what did the mRNA thing do? It tampered with your immune system, the mRNA mRNA jab tampered with the immune system. So according to a recent case study, persistent post-jab shingles were associated with the presence of COVID-19 jab spike protein in the affected skin. So when they looked in the skin where shingles was going nuts, which I've never had it, but my friends say it's horrible. I've seen pictures of it and I thought, baby, that is gnarly looking. The researchers speculate that COVID-19 jab may induce persistent shingles reactivation by perturbing, disturbing, perturbing, messing with the immune system. Another study details cases of six patients with autoimmune inflammatory rheumatic diseases who developed shingles shortly after their Pfizer jabs. None of the healthy control group developed shingles post-jab. A systematic review also concluded that the COVID-19 jab increases the risk of shingles reactivation if you've had it before or have known have or possess known risk factors for it. The COVID-19 shot suppressed your innate innate means you, you, you came with it. It was part of the deal. Batteries with the car. That's your batteries. The shots suppress your innate immune system by inhibiting the type 1 interferon pathway. That gets it complicated. I won't get into it. In other words, it makes it possible for, for shingles to rise up. Since the campaign of vaccinations against COVID-19 started, a wide variety of cutaneous Cutaneous, C-U-T-A-N-E-O-U-S, cutaneous, 
adverse effects after vaccination have been documented worldwide. Varicella zoster virus reactivation was reportedly the most frequent reaction in men after administration of the mRNA, etc., etc. A patient who had persistent skin lesions after uh, certain vaccination had had this reaction for over three months was investigated. Uh, anyway, I wanted to. So what they're saying is, is what they've always said and what we said from the very beginning and got laughed at, mocked at, is that the immune system is compromised, is damaged, is harassed, is disturbed by the COVID-19 shots. And therefore, when your immune system isn't working, you get sick, you get cancer, you get herpes, you get shingles, you get all kinds of manner of illness, you get uh, inflammation of the heart, you get blood clots, your system is freaking out. You got it? That's the sad news. There's all kinds of remedies out there. In fact, there's a conference coming up at Glad Tidings pretty soon where Judy Mikovits is going to be there. There's going to be people that are into getting healthy that can help. They're going to give you what they have found. Uh, you can go on the Church of Glad Tidings website, churchofgladtidings.com, and look at under the events deal to see how to sign up. There are a lot of people that believe that they have some health remedies to purge the system of this mRNA vaccine. Okay, we'll be right back for our final segment. For the longest time, whoa, for the longest, if you book a ticket for a flight, stole your baggage and some of your rights. Travel, you're hoping, but first you'll get a groping, and you'll be waiting for the longest time. My last job, I guess it paid the bills. This pays more for using the same skills. At first we hound you, then we put Just follow your heart Now I know the woman that you are I'll swap your magic cards And you'll miss your connection Who could guess what consequence this brings We have issues keeping nicer things Our record's so bad I think you
hear this from the media. It is amazing to look and, and to see that Russia dominates the air. They haven't knocked out the train systems. They haven't knocked out power plants. They haven't knocked out uh, so many things. They've never bombed uh, the the buildings in the center of Kiev. They, you know, the the capital of uh, of Ukraine. They haven't bombed the the buildings where the parliament meets. Uh, they, they've been incredibly reserved about these things, hoping against hope that peace could be achieved. But I don't think I don't think Ukraine has anything to do with the decision about peace or war. I think the decision about peace or war is made in Washington, D.C. Uh, as long as we want the war to continue, we will fight that war using Ukrainians as proxies and we will fight it to the last Ukrainian death. When did Trump say this? Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, and crazy Nancy Pelosi are the sinister faces of this corrupted, lawless political establishment. They enrich their families in Ukraine, China, Russia, while they set violent criminals loose without charges while prosecuting their political opponents for fabricated crimes. They legalize mass robberies and cheer for BLM and Antifa rioters ransacking our cities while they hold nonviolent protesters without trial, destroy their lives. They indoctrinate your children to hate their parents while calling you a hateful racist. They stick the FBI on mothers at school board meetings while they teach. Hey guys, it's me, the government, just checking in on ya. Oh, don't don't want to be a bother. I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm dead ass. Just saying hi. Okay, everybody, have your booster shots. Everybody up to date. Fifty. Yeah, it's fifty. Okay, show me your band aid and show me the piece of paper with proof. Great, written in pencil. No possible way anybody can forge that. Okay, and where's your framed photo of Lord Fauci? Hold it up. Look at him. Hail the COVID king. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Okay, great. And how many cis white males in the house? Can't have more than two. You know that's the law. What about that fella? Looks a little pale. Oh, he's one one hundredth Mexican. I'm sorry. Gracias. Speaking of, are you hiding any illegal immigrants in the house? You're not? Well, that's illegal. You know you have to hide a minimum of five every month. Go to the border and grab some of those amigos. All right, and the thermostat is set to 50 degrees. Nice job. Not one degree higher or you will be murdered, executed. I'm just kidding, just your pets. Hashtag climate change. Okay, and all the men in the house castrated, pull your pants down, let me see. Clean as a whistle, love to see it. Uh, okay, great, and any kids in the house feeling like they're born in the wrong body? the 12 year old and the six year old was wearing pink. Okay, well, we are gonna send a government surgeon to cut his little wee wee off and we're gonna pump him full of hormones meant for dying cancer patients, just to be safe for five, 10, 15 years. There's, it's fine, it's reversible. All right, looks great, we're gonna get out of your hair. I'll check back in in 30 seconds. Like, why is it that the women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions? Nobody wants to impregnate you if you look like a thumb. Is it safe to say that based off of your comments, you're suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Yes. But if I say what I mean, I mean what the hell I say. What do you say to people who think that those comments are offensive? Be offended. Mm -hmm. Be offended.
right. Well, I sure appreciate you guys being with us today. And this is our last segment, 20-minute segment here. And, and uh, before we leave, I want to thank my good friend Ted Holmes, uh, who has been by my side for 40 years working on projects all the way around the world, humanitarian project, building orphanages and, and uh, missions, buildings, and and hospitals, rebuilding a hospital in the Congo, been all over Honduras, build radio stations, all kinds of stuff, and uh, also doing lots of work here locally on on uh, crisis pregnancy centers and, and uh, drug rehabs and all kinds of things. So Ted Holmes runs his own construction business, Holmes Construction, runs liftoff floor removal, but also has what we talk about here a lot is his uh, plumbing doctor. And so if you're in the Yuba Sutter area uh, and you need a plumber, you can give a shout out to the plumbing doctor and his number is easy to re- remember. It's 530 and you got to add that prefix in everywhere now, I think. 671-9111. It's like call 911, right, when you have problems. So if you have plumbing problems, 671-9111 and they will help you and uh, they serve Yuba Sutter. We also talk about Roto-Rooter. Sorry, Thrifty Rooter. And um, Thrifty Rooter, they serve more counties. In fact, they even go down, if you, some of you I know listen from Lincoln, California, you ought to give Thrifty Rooter a chance. They are friends of this show for many years, or friends of mine for many years, but friends of this show for a couple of years now in terms of helping. But um, they have solved, uh, Thrifty Rooter has solved for over 40 years. And I don't know, Ted Holmes with... Uh, Plumbing doctor now. I don't know whether he's got ten years in with with. Uh, seemed like it's been ten years. I don't know. Maybe time just. I've forgotten how time passes, but uh, they do a great job. So give him a call if you need some plumbing help at five three zero six seven one nine one one one. I had a guy call me the other day. People. Some people are called. They they look. They're looking for jobs. They think I can get them jobs. I can do this. I can do that. And I have never in my life seen so many help wanted ads not ads but just signs in the window of just businesses like from lots of restaurants are advertising for help from fast foods to regular restaurants um i know that that either the plumbing businesses thrifty rooter or the plumbing doctor would hire people really interested in learning the plumbing trade or even hire people maybe part-time that know the plumbing trade and, and just have retired. Uh, also, I know uh, uh, Monty Hecker would hire guards and train you. All these guys will train people. It's interesting. Uh, this These are interesting times. And uh, by the way, if you need, uh, I'll tell you a place, if, if you're a, uh, I was going to say if you're a lady, and I don't want, I guess it's because I think of a lot of the paralegals in town as ladies or legal secretaries as ladies. My sister was a legal secretary for many years in Oakland. Um, but you could be a guy or a gal. And uh, Nellie Garcia at North Valley Paralegal is uh, looking for some, some help in her office. And let me just give you a sh- give her a shout out. People are coming and going out of California. They're bailing out of California. They're, there's People are going through all kinds of changes, right? So anyway, let me give you, if, if you're looking for a job in the legal field, uh, or maybe you've retired from an office, a, a law office, 
or for maybe from the courthouse, and but you'd like to work. Uh, maybe you're getting a retirement, but you'd like to pick up 10 or 20 hours a week or part-time or whatever, whatever. Uh, but there's a full-time, some full-time jobs at 530-751-9289. That's uh, North Valley Paralegal, 751-9289. Or her cell is 530-673-4500. Just say you heard it on the show that she's looking for some really good help. And I've seen guys work for her. My friend Bill Ginge used to be one of her key people before he passed away. And uh, But guys or gals, and Bill was a, his background was not in legal, but she taught him how to be legal, and he was a great employee over there. And so maybe that's you. Maybe you're just sharp, you're a business guy, and you could, like, learn a part of that legal business. And you could pick yourself up 20, 30, 40, however many hours a week you want. Just it's good work. And that's North Yuba Sutter area, North Valley Paralegal. So if you want to get a job, all these people are hiring. I'm telling you, there's people hiring everywhere. So, uh, all right, we'll leave it at that, and we'll try to get something done here. Isn't it interesting how sometimes you just think, oh, I didn't know that was possible. And it just surprises you. When I first heard that you could lose your phone and they could ping your phone, they could have some kind of device that could locate your phone somewhere in the world. I don't know how far away. And then you could go out and kind of look around and try to find your phone. Or somebody would come up missing and they would ping their cell phone. And they would find their cell phone somewhere or they would find them. Isn't that amazing? But then when you hear something funky happen and then they, can't, they don't use the cell phone, you think, what's up? Like, for instance, do you remember the movie The 2000 Mules that was put out by Dinesh D'Souza? And it talked about these this uh, group, uh, True the Vote, who figured out that people were cheating by bringing in all these ballots. And they'd go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, transporting ballots to dump in these outdoor ballot boxes. Do you remember that? And they tracked them by somehow... <clears throat> pinging their cell phone and bill Barr, who was a short time he was attorney general for well he was attorney general for bush i believe then he was for a short time attorney general for president trump and when the whole thing came up about pinging the phone on these mules they called them mules bringing in the f- fake ballots he said, that's ridiculous. You can't do that. And that that's not going to stand up in court, right? Well, I just saw this article. It says police used the same cell phone ping technique to track. Who did they track? H- have you been watching this University of Idaho killer who killed all these young college students? Four people. One of the ways they tracked, figured out that thing was by pinging the phone. Ping, ping, ping. Technology. And by DNA, okay? Now, now that wasn't possible by our local guys. They couldn't figure that out or it wasn't possible for the killing of Sarah Matthews Easton by her husband, the chief of police of Marysville, Aaron Easton. 
Now, the Appeal Democrat proclaimed because they're coroners, they don't have to even go to the scene. They can figure it out from the offices over there in Ellis Lake Drive what happened to a person. And they could like, oh, actually, the way they figured it out is the husband who killed her told them, no, it was a suicide. So they wrote in the paper it was a suicide. That's our local newspaper for you. So police, God bless them, over there in Idaho, it took them a few weeks. This guy writes, most rational Americans understood that something happened during the 2020 election after going to bed on election night, seeing President Trump with, Trump with massive leads in key states, only to see those leads just disappear by the next morning or within a few days. Roughly 16 months later, documentarian Dinesh D'Souza provided the answers in the blockbuster film 2,000 Mules, relying on a pair of election experts who obtained and then parsed terabytes of cell phone ping data. They determined that upwards of 2,000 ballot traffickers were involved in stuffing various ballot boxes in deep blue cities with fake votes. They were provided from clearinghouses. In addition to the cell phone data, the experts also obtained actual video footage showing many of the alleged ballot mules in the act of stuffing those boxes. Did you see the movie? You should go see the movie unless you don't want to know the truth. Or you don't want to have your false impressions of reality challenged. They say here, of course, the real real election deniers on the left who fixed the outcome for the brain-addled Joe Biden dismissed the film's findings and conclusions as wrong, like Bill Barr, debunking the evidence without actually providing viable counter-explanations and proof that the film's conclusions were wrong. They just said, hey, we debunk this. We don't buy it. Now we learn that the police and the FBI, the FBI is doing something other than harassing school parents and pro-life dads who, who stand and pray in front of pro-life centers. They, they now actually are doing a case. And they use the very same ping technique to track the suspected murder of four University of Idaho students in November. We can't we can't go to court. We can't I can't believe the FBI and the police are gonna try to go to court with this ping technique. You're kidding me, right? They tracked that guy with the ping on his phone and you're gonna see if that's gonna be admissible in court. Bill Barr says no way. Detectives in the brutal murder case of four University of Idaho college students used cell phone ping data to help find 28-year-old Brian Cole Koberger. According to 100% Fed Up, which is a media outlet. According to newly released probable cause affidavit released by the police, the suspected killer stalked the victims. Wait a minute, how do you know that? They're all dead. They were, he was at the home at least 12 times before he brutally stabbed them to death with a hunting knife. How did they know that? It, they can't away. They got a rejected Dinesh D'Souza's 2,000 mules, and they're going to say they're going to go to court against Brian Koberger, a doctorate student on criminology, 
and they're going to go to court and say they pinged his phone and saw that he he was at, at their home 12 different times stalking them. It reveals how Koberger turned his phone off on the night of the murders in an attempt to cover his tracks before the murders. By the way, if you're thinking about killing somebody, this is good tip right here. I'm giving you good good information. You should actually send me a check. P.O. Box 88, Marysville, California, by the way. If you've got a tip on the, how to kill your a loved one, just send me a tip. I'm, I'm going to give you the tip here. Now, this tip. It doesn't work according to Bill Barr, one of the highest legal people in the country. And a lot of naysayers about Trump's loss. Although we all went to sleep thinking we got Trump for another four years and shazam, shazam. We get up and we got a guy that's got syphilis on the brain. So Kohlberger turned off his phone. So you can turn off your phone when you kill somebody. It might help you. Turning it off before getting too close to the property, Koberger even returned to the scene of the crime at 9 a.m. on November 13, just hours after he committed the quadruple murders. Some details have yet to be released, including the exact dates he was canvassing the students. They can they know where that dude was, ping, 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 canvassing the students' home. However, authorities have confirmed that he was pulled over in August just two minutes after leaving the area covered by the cell phone tower that is nearest the home. They had him. They had the darn guy. The night of the murders saw Kohlberger's phone pinging a cell tower that was close to Pullman, Washington apartment. It then leaves the area. They followed that guy all around by ping, 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 way after he did it. And they're going to go to court and try to say that that dude did it. Well, isn't it interesting after all the news media just mocked, mocked, mocked poor Dinesh D'Souza and Catherine Engelbretson? And I can't remember the guy's name. Is it Phillips? They mocked them. They actually, the law enforcement locked the two of them up. And and mocking their ping, ping, ping technology. But now we know that it's all true. And again, the election was stolen. Because we know that the information presented by the election fraud team in 2000 mules was exactly correct because they have found, they had no idea who killed those people. Koberger. He wasn't like dating one of the gals or he wasn't like part of the family. Says here, the FBI, the FBI, the dirty dogs, the FBI. I can't even think of the FBI without laughing and mocking those guys. And I just watched Rosenstein all upset before the Senate committee or House committee. Rosenstein furrowed eyebrows and struck lies and McCabe and, and Lisa Page and on and on and all these people. Or all of these liars, liars, pants on fire. Chris Ray, and now it says his phone. The report writes his phone then stops working to the network. The FBI, FBI experts confirming that is consistent with the phone being turned off on airplane mode or in an area without phone coverage. 
Oh, these guys are expert on pinging, but not when it it tells that the the election was stolen. The pinging then is just nonsense. It's like you can't take that to court. Bill Barr says that is totally ridiculous. It just all lies, 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 lies. But boy, they're going to go to court with one of the highest profile, just brutal, big old hunting knife murders, murders in history. Boom. Killed a bunch of people's lovely daughters. Well, uh, okay, we got three minutes left, so we'll see what we're going to do here. Going to try to land the plane here. Uh, Oh, I need to get back up. I was really, I should have just stayed right in that pinging thing because do you realize that uh, Pfizer is uh, on a plan with some of the cabal leaders of the world to exterminate people? I know that's hard for you to believe. If you're willing to like study it a little bit, pretty soon you have, you have no second thoughts about it. That Pfizer, all these big pharmaceutical companies, they are not humanitarian at heart. They are trying to make a lot of money, and uh, they want, anytime they get a chance to stick a needle or a drug in you, baby, they want to jump on that, and they're always going to pay a lot of people a lot of money to say that this is the best thing since sliced bread. For some of you young ones, you realize that bread didn't come out of the oven sliced. You had to actually cut it. Well, just it's an extra step instead of just tearing it off in hunks. So in 1994, I mean, you can just, oh, by the way, I just saw some photos of, of guys, dead bodies of guys showed before and after going to the hospital sick. Dying from rendesivir. Baby, if you want to see some rough autopsy pictures of of a drug screwing up your system, screwing up your kidneys, screwing up your liver, and your, your body being devoured, parts of your body just dying, oh, baby, you got to see some autopsy shots of rendesivir. Or the other name for it that they try to, to lie about it, it's called Vecluri, V-E-K-L-U-R-Y. That's the brand name for the generic name, Remdesivir. Remdesivir, in about 2018 or 17, was used in an experiment on Ebola in the Congo. And it killed 53%. That's the lowest number it killed, 53% of everybody they tried it on. In some other experiments of other uh, illnesses that killed 86 percent it's a bad drug it does not fix people but it was the only drug anointed by the fauci regime to give to people and everything else was to be mocked and shamed like budesonide ivermectin hydroxychloroquine right so uh so all those people do you think those people got an i'm sorry from fauci no down there in the ebola world no 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 in 1994, also, Pfizer agreed to pay $20 million to settle claims with the federal government that the company lied to get federal approval for its mechanical heart valve, which ended up killing hundreds, possibly thousands of people. So that was another deal. With these guys, oh, by the way, let me just give you this. I just listened to some medical attorneys that do these settlements for a living. 
And so recently, Pfizer got penalized $2.3 billion for promoting the Zyvex, Z-Y-V-E, Zyvox antibiotic for making false claims, uh, lying, and whistleblowers came came forward, killed a lot of people, damaged their bodies. And then they had to uh, pay $1.4 billion for Zyprexa. Eli Lilly is the company. In both cases, companies promoted drugs for off-label marketing, recommending for uses not approved. Killed people, made them really sick, screwed them up. And then they killed a bunch of Nigerian kids. Uh, oh, Anyway, they that was a heart valve, but some Nigerian kids they killed, and gave their they gave their parents a piddly amount of money. Went down to Nigeria and gave them something that just paralyzed these Nigerian kids and killed them. I'm over overboard here, out of time. So thanks for listening, and Lord willing, we'll be back next week. God bless you. Of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies are blue and clouds are blue. The bright blessed day and the dark sacred night and I think to myself